It's episode 974, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, fully recovered from COVID, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. I feel like a new man this way. I literally texted Cameron after we were, I know we got to do introductions, but I'm coming in hot today because I feel like I was low energy last week. I, the night before we recorded, Cameron Carney said, like, hey, are you good to go? Like, are you feeling all right? And I was like, yeah, I got it. About 10 minutes into the recording, I was like, I'm kind of feeling gassed here. But I let my body fully recover. I've had uh, about six cups of coffee this morning. Ready to rock and roll, guys. Back at it. You know? All right. And back uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? What's happening? And joining us from where? Where are you? Houston. Houston, Texas. Downtown Emily Brown. Hello. The birthday girl. Guys, this is the first day that she is fully in her upper 20s. She's 27 years old yesterday. Let's get it. Let's get it. And if she looks a little, if she looks a little uh, tired, it's because she was out celebrating her birthday last night. So just FYI. Downtown, you just light Houston on fire last night. Just let it rip. Actually, what? I went to this like retro arcade. Hey, if we light place, Houston on fire, fun. if we light Houston on fire, it'd be an improvement. Whoa. 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 Got a in Houston hot. hater up in here. Hey, they built a city on a swamp. That is an unnatural, gross <laughs> to be town. Fair, to be fair, they built a state, a large part of a state on one, too. Uh, if you drive through the Everglades, it's it's ambitious <laughs> when you get to Miami. You're like, I feel like they transition from like anacondas and snakes to high rises pretty quick here. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you're right. That's true. We both live in unnatural places. Yeah. All right. right. So, Emily, tell us about the, what did you do last night for your birthday? Um, I went to this retro arcade place and uh, I played a lot of skee-ball because I really love... That's like my favorite arcade game. Um, but th- it was just really fun. Like I know that I'm supposed to be 27 and an adult, but I don't want to be. And so I just decided to go play games instead. And I would suggest that for anybody. Um, I know Cameron's been telling me that I like have to mourn my youth, but mm-hmm. I'm going to hold on to it for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> if going to video arcades is the sign of an adulthood, you know, I, I just call me Peter Pan because <laughs> I will go, I will, I've like my wife and I did a date day the other day and we went to like, you know, pixels and pints, same kind of deal. One of those kind of things where they have retro video games. And two, let me say this too. I go, I take, you know, I go to Dave and Buster's every once in a while for like kids birthday or, or whatever. Every every once in a while, I just or, end up at Dave and Buster's or happy yeah. hour. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why are you even kids' birthday? <laughs> or it's like I, you know, my intention was go was you know going to the mall to get like a new dress shirt, and I just happened to stumble into the Dave and Buster's and don't leave all after. <laughs> but I'll say this: there's something appealing about the old school video. The, the old school arcade games are just so much more fun, especially if they're kind of janky and a little broken. That yeah. just yeah. adds to the yeah. charm of it, you know. The NBA Jam <laughs> that only has Scott Skiles and uh, uh. and. Uh, uh, some other random player because they couldn't license Shaq and Penny. Remember that one? Yeah. It's like a, or it's like, see, oh, it's Hor- Horace friends. Grant. It was Horace yeah. Grant and Scott Skiles instead of Shaq and Penny. That's what it was. Yes, well, and, and, bro. 
And the Bulls, it was like, yeah, the Bulls also had a version with Horace Grant, but they couldn't get like Jordan or Pippen. So you had was, like no, BJ Armstrong. Pippen. It was like Scottie Pippen and, and BJ Armstrong. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Scottie Pippen and BJ Armstrong. The Bring last, that back, last man. Dance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good birthday. Well, congratulations. Happy, happy death of your youth, Emily. And we're excited to join you to full on adulthood. I'm wearing, 20s. I think we're all wearing black today. Is that to mourn my youth? Oh, yes. well, Jesse's not wearing black, but yeah. dark colors, I'll take it. Yeah, close enough. Do you feel like an adult today? Um, I am tired. And she, like, I, I, mean, I asked her, did you wake up with any new aches? That it did. Do you need more? Because like, the you need more comfortable like, shoes. Do you like, desire dinner it. at an earlier hour? Because these are all signs of impending adulthood. I do want orthopedic shoes just because they look comfortable. Like, <laughs> if they put a little pep in my step, I'm you, not going to be a Emily, them. if I see you in Skechers anytime soon, like, just don't do it. <laughs> Skechers. All right. Yeah. Skechers uh, are back. Hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, one of our favorite comedians, Dustin Nickerson, is on the show. He has a new book out. You might have seen him making the late night talk show rounds this week and uh, of course his you know he's going James Corden he's doing all the national media yeah. and then he you know the the crescendo the apex is here today all led to this all really? led to his the whole career podcast. we're not yeah. talking about this book or this special yeah. we're talking about his time on earth right. it has led to this moment so That's right. congratulations to Emily on adulthood <laughs> and Dustin on finally arriving and we, we presume you will retire immediately after this episode airs <laughs> well there's nowhere to go but down top. for both Emily exactly. and Dustin Nickerson so mm-hmm. you know exactly. downhill yeah. quickly downhill uh, hey guys this is the first time we've been together since Wyoming, I haven't I haven't seen Derek in a in a little while because he was changing the world last week. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, the week before you were out there changing the world, I was beating your butt in dominoes in Wyoming. <laughs> Bro, this is, first of all, relax. First of all, relax. First of all, we played dominoes to. Three in the morning. Uh-huh. So it's like most of his wins are happening between the hours hey. of, of, of 1 a.m. to hey. 3 a.m. Hey, fit, they, a long day. So they cracked relax. Jesse, relax. they cracked my strategy. Literally, it's longevity. I would sleep a- until the afternoon. So I'm I am daisy fresh at midnight. I'm ready to yes. go. This man These- woke up at one o'clock. Four o'clock. Well, four thirty one day. Four o'clock. Oh my god! I was like, bro. I was like, we're like, yes, we were like, yo, somebody got to go check on camera. I think he might not be alive in this camera. In this cabin, please, somebody check on him. That first day, the first day we were there, Jesse, it was. uh, I had two hours sleep the night before, and so when I showed up, like my friends looked at me and went, "Man, you look tired. Are you okay?" And I was like, I feel okay. I mean, just a day of travel, you know, whatever. Hey, and he looks and, so tired. He looks sad, bro. No, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and so, so I go to bed at like 11, you know, and then I slept until 4.30 the next afternoon. What actually happened is I woke up around one, looked at the clock and thought, I missed breakfast and lunch. And so I just rolled back over to take a nap. And I then woke up at 4.30 and I woke up feeling great. And like, let's play dominoes all night. Well, these guys have been going all day. Yeah. And so like some of them didn't yeah, get like the opportunity. Humans. Yeah, some of them didn't sleep for twenty hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, the next twenty hours mm-hmm. last night, I feel but, great. I feel but you can, fresh. But like I went four thirty. The next day I slept till one. The next day it was like eleven. So like I was getting back to normal, you know. But no, we had a great time. Well, we well, uh. I, well, I do want to ask Derek one question because uh, Derek Cameron came back and 
he has beside him what appears to be what we mentioned last week. What are those like jugs of water that they have at the office that's like flipped upside down that use little paper cups? It seems to be one that he's holding the other direction with a handle and he's drinking no less than 45 gallons of water. (laughs) It's a gallon of water a day. That's what we're doing. And, and, And he informed me that a lot of the guys made the determination during the trip that they were going to go on a health kick that invo- that mainly involves just a preposterous the consumption of a preposterous amount of water okay. just an extreme hydration routine Derek what did you make any life changing health decisions coming out of this trip no I don't even know what's going on <laughs> okay no 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 okay so so did you all see a few days ago Pat Riley talking about after the Miami Heat season he did the press conference and the clip that started to go viral was when he talked about Kyle Lowry their point guard and he was like the Heat are very famous for having very high standards for physical fitness and Kyle Lowry is a little doughy for an NBA player and and Pat Riley said and the quote went out there like we are going to address his the shape he's in and we're going to get it better and whatever I realized that that's what happened to me because I got a text from one of the guys on the trip you know we the day we got back and they're like and he's like hey there's a couple of us that are going to do this kind of health and wellness reset thing do you want to join us? And I realize now in hindsight, it's like, they were like, man, we got to rope Cameron in on this because he needs some Kyle Lowry attention. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, so. I just love, it appears to be mainly centered on, like I said, just a, a borderline dangerous amount of water, water that you're, that you're attempting to consume. Now, now why did nobody hit me up? I, well, you I'm were busy in up. DC changing the world, man. We weren't going to like, <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to be on the water diet. Dude, we we're doing overhydrate yourself. Is that a thing? Like I don't too much think so. water? I mean, if you drown, you're that's probably bad. But I mean, I don't think you probably. Can I, I think that needs to be looked into. You said it. You said it with uh, such a lack of confidence, Cameron, that I really feel like before your kidneys are like you, you're literally drowning your kidneys right now. Like I feel water, like how much you water should, you got to drink, bro? Yeah, a gallon yeah, a day. Can you poison yourself Please with water. This is a much? gallon. This is a gallon, and I got to get through a gallon a day. It's what? Now, one o'clock Eastern. This is my one o'clock mark. I'm right on schedule. I'm drinking exactly that's not, what that's I That's not crazy. Is it, Jesse? Is a gallon crazy? It just, when he it's, picks up the gallon, like when he picks up the <laughs> bottle and puts it next to his head, and it's bigger than his head. It is There's no way that's scary. a gallon. There's a no gallon. Way that is one liquid gallon. 128 ounces right here, buddy. It is a big water that's bottle. That's a hundred. Or he just bro. casually will pick it up. Out it's a hundred right there. That's 28. And it's like, clean. oh my gosh. Like, do you, you could kill someone with that. Hey, I'll tell you. Like running errands. Are you, do you, are you bringing that with you? Like no, if I, you're going to the store, do you, I just you have just, here, I just have you it at the house before, and then you chug when you get back. Basically, you should get a camelback like like mountain bikers here. <laughs> just wear a backpack of water. No, yeah. the, one of the helmets that has like the straw oh yeah, the beer helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, fanny water packs bottles are, are, are having a moment right. right now. Maybe you can just get one. Yeah. I'm cooking my bro for trying to get healthy. <laughs> hey. Good for you, uh, Cameron. I'm good. I'm glad that Thank you, you. Know what I'm saying got hey. your Kool Aid jug full of water. Look, it's all look, good, look, bro. I man. When people get on me about hydration, I just show them the side of the can of Coke I'm drinking, and I'm like, this thing says this is about 99% water, okay? I'm pretty sure the primary ingredient in my soda or whatever 
is water. So just because there's no, some stuff added bro. doesn't you take know, away the, the hydration. That used to be my mindset, but the, the issue is the sodium and the sugar in your soda. That's the issue. It's not the 99%, it's that 1%. But anyway, mm. I'll tell you this. Mm, mm, mm. The other thing we're doing, so Derek, we're doing this thing called like Hard 70 or something like that. And so every day you got to read oh, 10 pages of a book, yeah. nonfiction book. You got to work out 45 minutes twice a day. You got to drink a gallon of water a day. You got to be on some sort of you know, health or healthy eating plan. It doesn't matter which one. And there's a couple other things too. So it's like a kind of holistic, just kind of reset. The reason why I'm doing it is because I had between Wyoming, after Wyoming, I have two weeks of normal life before I go on a cruise next week. Mm, So I was like, I'm going to take these two weeks and kind of like, Get Wyoming out of my system and and uh-huh. prepare for the cruise. That's what I'm doing because I ain't doing this on the cruise. I'll tell you that much right now. Nah, no lie though. Like, okay, Wyoming and then going to DC. You know, everybody knows DC got some great food. Oh yeah. So it's it's some really, really good food up there. I got home, I was like, fam, it's a wrap. Like I'm like, I'm just gonna eat strawberries for a day <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm gonna eat apples the next day like I, I was like I have to detox from all of the eating out you just don't dude. realize yeah. how much like eating out not being at home not having a routine like how it could really it could really weigh you down it's not even a fact I think I gained a lot of weight it's just I don't feel right I feel heavy like I feel right. sluggish I feel all that you know what I mean so me too I, I, I'm, I see it whether I'm on the road or whether I'm at home it's Chick-fil-A, it's Wendy's, it's Taco Bell. I keep it consistent, guys. It's about yeah. consistency. It's right. letting the I body determine how to metabolize the fuel that you're giving it every right. day. Right. And the great thing about those restaurants is anywhere in the country you go, they're plentiful. Yeah, yeah. So that that's just sense. one man strategy. Okay. If you just always feel sense. bad, you'll never know that you feel bad. That's hey, it's just my normative state <laughs> is feeling like I just ate Taco Bell because there's a high likelihood. I just say Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I, I had a theory for a decade that I, I consumed a whole lot of the hot tamales candy. And I just figured like I have a gelatinous coating all within me. I have I have like I pure I like I've preserved myself and I had no health issues. I never had to go to the doctor. I was like healthy all the time. And I just ate an ornament of, of Diet Coke and hot tamales. And I think that just kind of like I agree with you, Jesse, you know, just make your body have to adapt. Every, every, every health nutritionist is cringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, there's always those stories of like someone who's 110 years old and you ask them what the secret is. And it's like bourbon I mean, and pizza. I, I drink three yeah. Dr. Peppers every single day, every day. And, like, and okay. I ate a Big Mac every day. And it's just like, come on. They everybody's have the different. most unhealthy lifestyles and they live forever. Always. But so, you know what? Em, talk I think about that's a that, great science. point. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that also is the fact that you don't put so much pressure on yourself to look a certain way. You mm-hmm. just let you just let life come. To, I think that's also I think that's health too. Yeah. Is yeah. the idea of you just don't have all this pressure like I got to have, you know, an eight pack, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think there's validity to that. Emma. Speaking speaking of, yeah, so do I, I think sometimes you just got to live life. You know what I mean? Like you can't live you, moss. You can't, 
Yeah. Thank you for saying it because I want to bring, I want to circle back to Taco Bell just briefly. I don't know if oh, you saw, God. they were, they got burned. Well, I don't even know if it's a burn. It was just hilarious. So they've tweeted, you know, they recently brought back the Mexican pizza. I think mm-hmm. we've, we've addressed mm-hmm. this on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what a, what a, a weird, weird item um, to, to be relevant again in 2020. But anyway, they tweeted out a couple days ago that uh, they underestimated how the demand for the product. And so they're having to temporarily take it off the menu and, oh. and while they have to restock ingredients. So they said, we promise it's here to stay. Um, uh, we, but we need some time to replenish our supplies. They tweeted that out very serious tone. The New England, the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District, the verified account of the New England, Ohio Regional Sewer District replied just simply, we'll be ready. And that tweet went viral that the sewer systems are preparing for the next round of Mexican pizza. And I couldn't help but think the person who manages the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District Twitter account, first off, Props to the New England Ohio Regional <laughs> Sewer District for having a Twitter account yeah. to keep their to keep the residents abreast of the latest sewage news. Um, I'm very impressed that there's someone in their office that manages the Twitter account for a sewage district. And that's pretty progressive thinking yeah. for the sewage district. Very much. Very and much. I love that the manager of the social media account for this sewage district has the leash to just be like. Hey, if you get an opportunity to throw a quick burn in there every once in a while, you take it. You take it. They don't come often, but you manage the Twitter account of a sewage district. Okay, take what you can get. And this was their moment, and they owned it. And you know, speaking of living moss, Emily, I want to get this person on the show because this is this is likely their career highlight at this. Oh point. yeah, it's this is the this highlight. Is the peak. This I is mean, their Dustin Nickerson moment, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is probably the, the the all-time high point for the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District. If I can go out on a limb, you know, uh, yeah, what, I back what, you uh, up on that statement. Yeah, I, I, you know, oh burning Taco Bell to the tune of thousands of likes and retweets. You know, it's not every day it happens. So hats off. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, hey, Derek, I'll just tell you if you want to like start feeling better. I'm 11 days in on this water thing. Aside uh-huh. from just the exercise and just, you know, all the other stuff, the water, man, I'm sleeping better. I'm like, mm. I feel better. Like, mm. I'm, I haven't cut out like Diet Coke sometimes or whatever, but it's like a treat at dinner. It's like after right, I've done my right. gallon, I can have right. my one Diet Coke of the day or whatever, you know, like, but I'm telling you this water thing, I, I like shedding weight just because of the water. It's crazy. Let's get it. Dude. It's, hey, look. I still, I got my mirror, I got my mirror bottle. I mean, it's not a gallon, but you know See, that's saying. a normal water bottle. I'm you know what though? You'll have to <laughs> yeah. do like, seriously, like eight of those to, to do no, like a gallon. not at all. I mean, not at all. These that's, are four. four. You think it's four? Definitely. That is what? That's like what? 20 ounce? Nah, it's way more than 20. That's like 48 probably. It you is know, a very I, large bottle. A, tw- a 20 ounce, a 20 ounce is like a, uh, uh, a like coke can is 12 so there's how many coke cans a bottle three? so like a bottle of coke is like 20 ounces like a little mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. joint you give in the gas station a water bottle like an aquafina or a dasani that's 20 ounces i think like i think one of the guys is using that same bottle and he said he has to do like four 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 or five a day of definitely those. four four yeah. for Good sure Lord. at minimum that is four. that is a tremendous amount of water that doesn't seem <laughs> to me 
I don't. I'm on my I'm second not iced coffee of the day, yeah. and I'm feeling yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is. You guys can see how much water I'm drinking right now. That's all I filled it to because I'm not drinking any more of that. This is about, I, I don't know the measurement, but it's not much that I'm concerned. It's just enough to keep the throat moist during a recording. That's all I need. My hydration comes from other sources. The Lord. Hey, you oh, know man, what? Kidneys look like a California raisin. Boy. Hey, that's what mine, that's what I felt like. I'll tell you what, before this, I hate. I hated water. I hated water. I never drunk water plain water like i would maybe put a little mio flavoring in or whatever i hated water right. i would drink lemonade whatever and drinking water it took about five days because i hate it i, I mean I, I just it's pointless it tastes like nothing right but it just after, keeps you alive it, after about your body's made out of it but i'm telling pointless. you though after about five days it flipped and i'm cr- and i crave water now and then okay, i okay. don't crave the other drinks it's really weird like something switched so yeah, I don't really drink cokes like that anymore, and I I I try to drink a decent amount of water, maybe not a gallon, but try to drink a decent amount. But yeah, I feel the same way. Like when I go to restaurants now, it's like I want water more than I want like the sugary stuff. But I do enjoy a good good Pepsi every now and again. No, you know, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I think that's I think moderation. Everything's good, you know. Like, uh, yeah, he said. Pat Riley said, I definitely think he can be in better shape. We'll address it and try to help him. And I think that was the motive behind some of the guys on our trip reaching out to me and making me do this. So just FYI, me and Kyle Kyle Lowry Lowry has never been ripped, though. That's the thing. I I don't I don't even want to know what a ripped Kyle Lowry is going to look like. It's going to be weird. It's almost like those real life. uh, You ever seen those real life uh, designs of SpongeBob? Like if they did SpongeBob was like, that's why I think Kyle Lowry with with, like ripped was going to look like the heat. The heat have this like the the heat culture thing, whatever they have like a requirement of like no more than 8% body fat for their players. Like Kyle, like is way above that. So you know, we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But anyway, all Real right. Quick, I, yeah. I just want to give one update. I did. I am on. Uh, it looks like they they now have an acronym. People are just using for them, which uh, Neo Resid. Uh, that's Northeast uh, Ohio Regional Sewer District. Uh, a lot of people are tweeting them. Uh, Stakem just tweeted W, and and they put it on the board. <laughs> they retweeted it. It also appears that the person who runs the account, uh, you know, has, has had some discussions with management because uh, they said, so it just was an all lowercase post that said, so we hit 30,000 followers. My boss wants to know what happens now. What do I tell her? <laughs> so I, have a feeling, I have a feeling this Twitter uh, manager just went rogue with the Taco Bell thing. And now there's riding the wave. Let's see what happens because Stakeham's on board now. Stakeham's sweet and W's. We know they've been in on the Twitter game. Uh, the, you know, it appears management is now involved. Um, yes. uh, but it seems like, uh, according to the latest tweets, they're turning the attention to letting all their new followers know about the danger of flushable wipes on the sewer system. So, hey, you can build a platform and then use it. So, good job once it. again. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Good job, Stakeums. Okay. Stay tuned up next. It's Relevant Buzz. Right, but 
You're listening to Mr. Wives. The song is Where Do We Go From Here? Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Normally, Tyler would join us to bring us Relevant Buzz, but Tyler is on a plane right now. Going to Paris. So he's missing this week. Oh, it's lit. Yeah, he's going there for somewhere between three months and a year. We have no idea. But um, it's lit. Uh, I don't think he knows either. He doesn't. Does, but, the, does the French government know? It but seems I, like they would have we'll some find out. interest. Yeah. I will check on him in October because I'm going to go visit him. So that'll be, that'll be fun. We'll do a live. Oh, we'll it's do even a. Even more lit. That's crazy. It's going to be cool. I, I checked. He's going to be over there. He said he had a guest room, Derek. I'm like, Wait, free? Are you going to charge me or can I stay? And he's like, dude, come anytime. And I checked my Delta miles. More than enough for me and Cohen to go round trip. So we're going it's for free. Lit. What are you going to do on the plane with your water situation? Because uh, that <laughs> Listen, could- by then, this is October. I-, I will absolutely have relapsed back to my Diet Coke face. I mean, don't worry about it. This is <laughs> okay. this is a temporary like, reset. Keep this realistic now. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I ain't bringing a gallon of water on a plane. I'll be walking back and forth nonstop. Yeah. All right. Uh, so bringing us uh, the buzz of what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Please welcome Emily. Tell us what's going on. Okay. Well, hello again. I mean, I've been here the whole time, but um, all right. To start this off, <laughs> start this off. Um, I want to talk about uh, this new artificial intelligence tool named, I'm going to say Dolly. I don't know if that's right, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Like it's Wally. Dolly. It's like Wally, but with a D. So it's Dolly, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dolly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dali. Um, so it is an AI um, that just helps. Uh, it can turn words into images um, and it has a lot of different uses, but it appears to be developing a mind of its own and is creating a very strange language that some Internet users think is kind of a demonic language. Mm. Um, so mm. obviously, for multiple reasons, we should be terrified of this. Hold on, hold on. Um, so let me let me wrap my head around this. So an image processing AI mm-hmm. tool server is writing or making its own language now, and people yes. are calling it demonic. Yes. So it's producing these words um, that you know, like again, I don't know exactly how this how the science works, but um, a PhD student student has been studying it and it appears as if the AI is talking about things like birds and bugs. And um, it basically is, he said it's, we discovered this produced text is not random, but rather reveals a hidden vocabulary that the model seems to have developed internally. So it's almost like the AI is trying to share something about nature. And so people on the internet are theorizing about it. What's like, demonic about birds and well we we they ask it you know who who's you know who is this speaking to us and uh-huh. it said it said i am legion in latin and so <laughs> i think that was the first red flag <laughs> that we might 
But That's something to be concerned on. here. No, I, I read this story too, Emily, and, and I saw like, you know, I, I think it kind of the, the string of letters and words, you know, of letters that make that the AI is now, you know, finding some correspondence with images. Like, I guess the PhD student started looking at, you know, if if it re-entered these random strings of kind of just strange words that, you know, I think if you were to kind of pronounce would sound like, you know, that that's what makes it sound kind of scary. And then someone retweeted that, uh, you know, one of the signs of demon possession is uh, speaking a language that no one's ever heard of. It's like like in, in Catholic exorcism school, they said, hey, if that happens, that's one of the signs of, of demon possession. But uh, I guess when the when the student fed some of these random strings of characters back in. It would produce images, and it, the images were pretty accurate every time it put these words, these strings of letters back in, that the AI was creating strings of letters uh, that, that weren't just random, that it was using to, like, organize images, but no one taught it to do this. No one taught it to create its own uh, kind of word association with imagery, and that's why, you know, people are – I have seen that there are some, like, data scientists that are, that are skeptical um, that the, the AI is actually inventing a language. But, you know, some of the early results, it does appear it's it's, you know, kind of to some degree creating a mind of its own. But to be fair, it is artificial intelligence. Right. That's I mean, isn't that the point, though, like making it AI? I mean, isn't this part of what we would have expected it to do or like, I don't get why this is demonic or a news story. No, No? you're talking about demonic. Well, I I don't know about that. I don't know how a computer can be demonic, but I will say. I don't want my AI to do what other than what I programmed it to do. Like, I think that that's kind of the fact the, that it's the, evolving past yeah, exactly. its intended yeah, purpose. Yeah. I, I, yeah. What? This is the beginning of a sci-fi this, movie. It's not what I want. I want you to just group the pictures. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to talk to another computer about yes, it. Got it. In a language I don't understand. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Y'all are plotting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. These look like, yeah, they're just talking about birds and bugs. That's all. Nothing. Just innocent stuff. Not the global takeover of humanity and, and ways to, you know, enslave us and mine us for our energy to power their super servers. That's not going to happen. <laughs> all right. What else exactly. is going on? Um, well, in some less scary uh, science news and something that's actually very exciting. There is a new uh, cancer drug trial that currently has a 100% success rate of all of its patients entering into remission from cancer, awesome. um, which 100%. a lot of scientists are hundred um, percent. Wow. So the trial is still ongoing, um, but there have been 18 patients so far and they all had um, the same type of cancer. It was rectal cancer in early stages, but every single one has entered remission following treatment. Um, and That's the awesome. doctor leading the study said this is the first time this has ever happened in the history of cancer where every single person has had a 100% success rate of entering into remission. So there's still obviously there's so much that needs to be done and still more testing to be done. Um, but so far, it seems like this could kind of be the cure that everyone's been like hoping and waiting for. Um, and what's also in, uh, what's like really encouraging is uh, all the patients, like, no one's had to have any additional um, chemotherapy or any additional surgeries. There hasn't been any major side effects, um, wow. which is obviously a really difficult part of cancer treatment is you feel you mean you have cancer, you feel awful the whole time. And so this could be, um, the cure right now. It is, um, pretty expensive. It's $11,000 a dose and you do it. 
Um, yes, it's definitely not cheap. Um, and you do it uh, every three weeks for six months. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of money. So the side, the one side effect is you'll be broke, but you're alive. But so that's alive. good. So yeah. um, obviously the hope is that, you know, if this does get passed, this would be significantly cheaper or that your insurance would just completely cover it. Um, but it is really exciting. And what's, what could be great is if this, you know, is able to cure all forms of cancer, then hopefully there will be one day where an entire generation, you know, they don't have to necessarily be so scared about getting cancer because there is this cure out there, um, that, can solve the problem. So I was really encouraged to hear that. I'm going to live to 140 years old on nothing but hot tamales, diet Coke and cancer pills. Just FYI. And, and approximately 27 gallons of Of, filtered water of water. Every hour, every hour, every year for about a month or two, you know, like and then 10 months of diet Coke, two months of water. I'm hydra. Like <clears throat> some animals hybrid, uh, you know, hibernate. They just get all their sleep right. all at once. Yeah. Cameron hydrates all at once. Yeah. Done. So that, you know, for a couple of weeks, yeah. he's just pounding waters, but yeah. then dries a bone all year. All year. And they, system, they but, reset. You know, it's shock yeah. and awe, man. You go all in, all out. No moderation. Yeah. That's how I live. All right. What else <laughs> you got, Emily? Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, we've been talking about Netflix and just their interesting strategies of their the struggles. The fact that they're There's, losing 2 million customers right now. Yeah. And probably some more, but you know, we'll see that report when it comes out. Uh, but they've been announcing a lot of different things to kind of try to get back where they were and fix things. And so their latest uh, decisions that they've made is that they are no longer going to um, produce these pricey projects or like these pricey niche products like uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Um, and they're going to focus more on kind of bigger blockbusters that are going to bring in a wider audience because they are saying that these uh, kind of artistic films only bring in a certain type of audience and they don't want to spend as much money on that. Um, I think it's an interesting move because I think... So they're going to just you know, go Netflix broad, to- dumb down mm-hmm. CBS type stuff. That's what they're going for now. That's a new strategy. It kind of seems like that, um, which is just really interesting because I, you know, we've talked about like HBO, Apple TV. They are really investing in these um, prestige, these yeah. this prestige. Yeah, this prestige film and TV. And so for Netflix to say, we're not going to do that. We're just going to do these quite honestly predictable movies. You know, I watched like a couple different movies on Netflix for the last few weeks. And I feel like I watched the same one because they're just all the same at this point and there's nothing new or interesting about it. And so I'm very curious to see how this strategy works. If it's going to work like they hope it does. I am skeptical personally, but you know, so they're just going for lowest common denominator and less expensive. Mm-hmm. That's they're going to be their niche. Great. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily less expensive because some of these are still pretty pricey, but they think they'll bring in more audience, so it's worth it. Um, they're going I mean, broad. You know, like Stranger yeah. Things. They spent millions of dollars per episode. Right. On that. Right. Right. So, yeah. well, a couple years ago, interesting. A couple years ago, they had real ambitions to make the you know to to get a film to get a, several projects noticed by like the Academy Awards. They felt yeah. like, hey, if mm-hmm. we have uh, you know if our films are being recognized 
you know, on 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 the Hollywood's, you know, biggest award show, that means we're a legit film studio, not just a tech platform. Right. Like, I think that was they wanted people to kind of shift their thinking that just like, you know, uh, you look at like MGM or Paramount or these, you know, mm-hmm. these Hollywood studios of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the early days, they still have prestige, you know, kind of connected to their names. I think Netflix wanted to do that for a while, and they started producing, like you said, some of these. I, I've seen like a lot of industry articles call them like vanity projects. That right. hey, Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. here's all the money you want. Create a four and a half hour film where we have to CG Robert, Robert De Niro's body. People are gonna love it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think they just realized, hey, maybe we should just spend money a little bit better. So that's why they're doing like six seasons of Floors Lava and ten ro- terrible Ryan Reynolds sci-fi family movies. Like, it is just basically. <laughs> What what can we do to 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 yeah kind of dumb it down a little and just get you know kind of be like the every person streaming service where like you said Apple's doing the opposite direction it's all prestige yeah mm-hmm. well I it's one of those if you can't beat them you know just do something else <laughs> you know like yeah. I really feel like they did dabble <laughs> in prestige and then Apple and HBO came in and said nah we got this and Netflix doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do so they're just going to be dumb and cheap and that's going to be their lane great yeah weird dating shows <laughs> baking and yeah just insane game shows it's they like- got some pretty good baking shows so <laughs> I think, I think I'll keep my subscription to watch the baking shows. I would be interested to see how much, like, just it's, let's take like that one. Is this cake right? Where's the show? I hate where, that show. Where, hey, you, I where, love that show. That mug is my favorite. But, but who said they hate it? Is it Cameron? Yeah, I like. Yeah. It's just stupid. Everything that's. It's good. just like, is it cake or is it not cake? <laughs> okay, it's cake. That's, that's it. Good. But but I would yes. love Netflix is notoriously private with their data. But I would love to see how many people, how many. Hours of that show has been watched, which is hosted by like, and no, I'm not throwing shade. It is what it is. Mikey Day, like a third string SNL guy. Okay, it, like he's deep on the bench when it comes oh, to yeah, SNL yeah, people. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't even know okay. he was on SNL. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so deep on the bench. <laughs> How many people have watched a show with a with a with a SNL third stringer? You know, cutting open cakes to see if they're actually made of sponges Me. versus versus a, a, a film made by maybe the greatest living filmmaker that it, it was his like magnum opus on morality I faith, it. violence and, and 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 you know reflecting Never on, on the the the, res, the consequences of of the culmination of the moral decisions you've made over your life i bet is a cake has way more viewing now oh yeah <laughs> give me the cake show give me the cake show my thing is if the show would be better as a tiktok account don't make it a no. tv show because I would a follow show. a TikTok account of is it cake or not, and I can get the whole episode in about 12 seconds. Here's no, a picture of the thing. Let's slice into it. There you no. go. I feel no. like you were a fan of Quibi when it was out, Cameron. I never. Just like the little. I and everybody else never once watched Quibi. Cameron, you a big hater, bro. Is it cake is fire, bro. And I never heard of no Irishman or Scottishman or whatever. Well, it's is. on Netflix. You can go Shout search out. for it. If you need, a, good, if you need a solid nap, Derek, and have trouble falling what? asleep, I highly recommend Do you not like it. mob movies? Do you not like The Godfather? It's I, that. I do, and I like Scorsese Let, movies. I, I just felt like it, was, it just felt so long, man. Is oh, there a cake it. in it that you can't tell is a cake? If it's, if, if it's a cake in it, you don't know if it's a cake or not, I'm going to probably watch it. If it's not, 
then we probably not gonna watch it. Oh See, my god! I love that the board meeting is at Netflix too, because I watch. I, I my guilty pleasure is some of the dating shows. Not gonna lie, like, they're but they, they're like, okay, it's a dating show, but wait. They can't see each other and have to get married immediately. And they see each other for the first time at the wedding. And I'm in. It's a baking show. But wait, half the cakes aren't actually cakes. I'm in. Like, it's just let's just come up with let's find a genre and just find a twist and and spend 20 million dollars and make a bunch and see if people will binge it. That's the strategy. And honestly, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. How many floor is lava? I watch it. Floor is I lava. I'm with it, bro. You know, me and my kid. Exactly. Me and my kids, we watch, we you watch know that You know what's better? You know what's better than Floor is Lava? Is I, Co and I are watching this obsessively. I've never laughed more at an actual show. Like out loud laughter than Holy Moly. The extreme mini oh, golf yeah. show by Steph Curry. Yep. And it's kind of like what you like about Floor is Lava. Because it's like people okay. jumping and falling and junk like that. And it's a challenge right. or whatever. Rob Riggle and the announcers and like just it is so funny like laugh out loud hilarious watch holy moly it's great with your family with your friends yo so there's another show that I've been watching oh I didn't notice it's a Netflix show too look my kids are on all the Netflix shows I come in one day and they're watching this show and a lady is sitting in a chair and there's a big dryer swinging from the top of the uh, barn swinging towards her face and if she flinches she gets dumped in some water with a bunch of vegetables in it I'm like dog this is the best show ever made it's called flinch like and they just put you in situations where if you flinch, you get like electrocuted or something. And like, dog, it's perfect, dude. Dude, I was, dude, Netflix has some wild stuff that they just never marketed. They have a show that just who can stay up the longest. It's literally it just. People I saw that one. Around. I remember. Yeah, I watched a show one time and yeah, I could not believe this was on TV. And I don't know. I've never talked to one other person who's ever seen it. The premise of the show is to find out if you can get a normal person to do some put them in a scenario where they will do something awful they got regular people to lit and, and they staged all of this right uh, everyone except for the this unknowing person is an actor to actually regular people like three of them com- did what they thought was committing an actual murder <laughs> like they, it was like this show is insane <laughs> did i watch it Oh, heck yeah, Absolutely. I watched it. I am in. If you're telling me, hey, here's the premise of the show. Can I get just random people who signed up for a catering job to end the night by committing a real murder? I'm in. I'm in. You said enough. You said enough. It's just weird ideas. And that's, you know, I feel like that's just the whole strategy. What was know? what yes. was that show or what was the network? It was a few years ago, but like they had to, they had like millions of pennies in front of them and and it was like 10 people and they had to count already they had to count and count and count for like 24 36 hours count the pennies people were falling asleep people gave up people whatever and then whoever at the end got the most accurate count because they're delusional they're just like out of their mind tired whoever got the most accurate count won like all the money and it was like fifty thousand dollars or something like that and if you didn't you know if you were number two you got nothing you just like it was was 
psychological it torture. It's just like yeah. psychological torture. It's like literally like old torture methods. It was a game show. I, I forget what channel that was on, but I think that was, was wrong. Show. I think it was too. I think it was too. That's what's wrong with us. Yeah, <laughs> we just torture people for pleasure. I know it's the Roman Colosseum. That's exactly what <laughs> social media and media is. It's the Roman Colosseum. That is just from your phone. It, That's all it, it, it is. It, it's like back in the day when that is. Know, and Emily, I'm sure you and Tyler do this all the time. But whenever I would look at like web analytics, it was like in our editorial meetings, I'm like, man, this new investigative feature about some global crisis that, you know, th- this, there's some creative solution to that is, you know, 2000 words long and really, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, enlightens an issue that we're going to spend all this time on and really change the world. It's really going to impact people. Every, who wouldn't want to read this? And then you're like, oh, man, the listicle about uh, matching pastors' genes into their theology that took 15 <laughs> minutes to put together far outperformed that piece that took six oh. months of research and travel. Yeah. It's, I bet yeah. the Netflix executives do the same thing. They're like, hey, the show with sleepy people counting pennies is our biggest hit, but we have <laughs> we, we can't put it up. We can't put it up there. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be Emily in Paris or one of these, you know, f- yeah. fun shows that, that are, you know, stranger things up there. I guarantee you they just keep those out of the algorithm, even though they know that's what that's what the kids are watching. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, there's a lot more uh, stories like that that we're covering every day. Make sure to make RelevantMagazine.com part of your daily web browsing. We're covering the intersection of faith, life, and culture every day. Follow us on all the socials. All right. That'll do it for The Buzz. Stay tuned up next. Dustin Nickerson joins us. I got my angels on deck and my friend on saying that. I be thumbing through the pages of my Bible like a chat. If they coming at me wrong, call me Nike with the chat. When I calling on the Lord, I ain't calling on collect. They hit my line. You're listening to Red Tips and YB. The song is Hit My Line. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is comedian Dustin Nickerson. He has a unique outlook on life and marriage, which he discusses in his new book, How to Be Married, parentheses, to Melissa, a hilarious guide to a happier, one-of-a-kind marriage. We sat down with Dustin to talk about the truth about marriage and why it's always important to find something to laugh about in life. Here's our conversation with Dustin Nickerson. So I'm really excited to talk about your book, which is about marriage, a very interesting topic. What made you want to write this book? Uh, the Well, I wanted to write a book because uh, there was a global pandemic, uh, still is, depending who you talk to, and uh, the stand-up comedy was made illegal for like two years, <laughs> the better <laughs> part of a year at least. And uh, I was like, well, if there's ever a time 
to get into this book that I've always wanted to write, uh, which the, the concept of this book is that uh, marriage books are stupid and ridiculous and no one could ever tell you how to be married because uh, every marriage is so different and two people with their stories and their junk and their history and their problems, all that stuff, like the idea that anyone could ever then take what they know about marriage and tell you how to be married is, is laughable. So what we do is we just look in this book, um, took like the 10 most common points of tension in relationships, uh, fights, uh, uh, sex, kids, money, faith, and just there's like little insight, but more so it's, uh, this is what this looks like for us. This is our story. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, Truly, I, I, as far as I know, I am good at two things, uh, comedy and uh, being married to my wife. And even both of those, I'm pretty hit or miss at. So <laughs> it's the only <laughs> thing I was qualified to write a book on. curious how did your wife feel when you told her you wanted to write a book about your marriage you know we had this um i have a friend who just moved to oregon and last week we were we were hanging out and he goes you know you and your wife have something pretty special and i was like oh that's really nice and he goes because my wife would be very angry if i was going to write a book to air all our, our dirty laundry and i had a good laugh over that and i told mel and i think there was maybe some hesitation but Ultimately, the book is, you know, I think she was excited because it's, I, we think it's actually going to help people. We, I wouldn't have written if it didn't think actually, hey, this might be of encouragement to some people, if for no other reason, that they will look at our dysfunction and go, hey, if those two are still making it, then we've got some hope too. I feel like a lot of marriage books, it is typically maybe one person coming out saying, Here's how my marriage works. And so I appreciate that you have kind of both perspectives. Did your wife help you write any of the book or give any input? Well, so each chapter, she's got Mel's POV. Little, she has little sections in each chapter where she will. A lot of it is her setting a story straight of being like, hey, this is what actually happened here. I, I kind of describe it as she had kind of presidential veto power and that anything she didn't want in got taken out and anything that she thought, Hey, we should add this. I would then find a way to work in. So, um, you know, kind of like a producer almost of the book, whereas, you know, I was the one uh, writing it, but it's very much a collaborative thing, especially now that we're into like promotion and book launch and launch team and writing the author page. There's a lot of work. I had no idea. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know this world uh, until now. And so it's very, very much, uh, I am the author of the book. This is very, very, very much our book, our project. I'd love to hear like since really just over the last two years, everything that's happened, not just the pandemic, but everything that's gone on. How do you feel like your comedy set changed as you've gone back on tour? Or do you feel like it's changed? Yeah, you know, Roy Wood Jr., he said this a while back. He's, you know, a, a fantastic comedian. He said, you know, if you're talking, he said, if you're talking about anything 
before Kobe died, then it feels so outdated. And I think there's a real truth to that because so much has happened in, in such a highly consumed way that there is an, there is, even if it's not topically, there is a need to be in the room with people and experience what they are experiencing. So, you know, it's, I think for a while people were like saying like, Oh, you can't do any more COVID jokes, no more mask jokes, no more vaccine jokes. And, and I, I understand what they're coming from there, but this has been so shaping and impactful for all of us that it's, it's, it's people compare it right to nine 11. Cause you go like, we're still talking about that. That's still a thing that just, it, it, it wasn't like an event that happened for one week. It was shaping us for years and will continue to shape us for years. You know, I really love hearing specifically from comedians, like how do you feel like comedy helps shape maybe like general public's view of current events and topics like that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the comedian, right? I mean, there will always be... I think that different comedians play different roles within it. There will always be the controversial takes, the provocative takes, and I think that that's important within culture. I think that there are people that have to stoke the fire, you know? And then there are... What I try and do more of is... Uh, or I should say, and then there's escapism, Tommy. There's folks who are like, I'm not going to talk anything about it. And that's important too. That's, and then there's this middle, which I feel like is what I try and do, which is I will talk about these things, but in a non-controversial way. And hopefully it'll be somewhat therapeutic. Like if I have a, a life thesis, it's that I'm trying to get people to take things less seriously. So that's what I like to do. And I think each of those are important. I think that controversial opinions are important and takes and angles that you would have never thought of. And there is, there is, you know, a, a hugely important element of that. And there's also important to watch something that has nothing to do with anything going on in your life. So you don't have to think about it. And then I think the third one in there too, is important of like, no, 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 they, we're talking about this, but it's with the sole intention of laughing about it. I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm not trying. There's no message in here, but let's make some jokes about this so that it has a little less power over us and it feels a little less serious to us, you know? Yeah, I love that you have that perspective because I think, you know, even going back to your book, I think there's some people that, you know, obviously marriage is important and is a serious thing, but there's also a lot that we should laugh about and that we should be able to joke about. (laughs) Yeah, marriage is hard, but it is hilarious. It is very, very funny. Just the, again, just the the concept that two humans would merge and just make a life together. It's, it's, it's bonkers. It's insane. Now is comedian Dustin Nickerson. Make sure to check out his new book, How to Be Married, to Melissa, a hilarious guide to a happier, one-of-a-kind marriage. All right, stay tuned. Up next is your feedback. Every time I'm in love, we 
listening to Lazy. The song is Ego. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we we got talking about how... What show was it? Is it, it wasn't Top Gun. Was Stranger it Stranger Things? Things brought yeah. back the Kate yeah, Bush song that went to the top song. of the charts. Mm-hmm. So we got us thinking about what what old song do you kind of love that you think needs new life? Um, and so you guys hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast, and here's a few of our favorite replies. This was a deep cut from David on Twitter, who said, and it's you know. It is what it is, but he said Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap, not Ice Ice Baby, but the 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 song featured in the in the Ninja Turtle movies from the nineties. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this scene, but when I was like eight years old at the Regal, connected to the mall, this scene blew my mind. The, 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 as I remember mm-hmm. it, and I only want to keep it as I remember it. I don't care to go rewatch mm-hmm. it because yeah. my mind it is will perfect. not hold up. Yeah, they're fighting the Foot Clan, the Ninja Turtles, out the street. And somehow the the fight, you know, they fall through doors and into a nightclub where Vanilla Ice is on so- on stage performing. Impromptu, Vanilla Ice writes and composes a song about the Ninja Turtles fighting on stage. Called, it was Go Ninja, Go Ninja. You guys yeah, remember it? Go. Of course. Oh, the Ninja Turtles then yeah. abandon the fight. They then yes. abandon the fight to join Vanilla Ice on stage, who is improving this entire song. To do a choreographed dance. In my mind, I was like, this is, movies have peaked. They have peaked right now. This is, nothing better has ever been put on screen. I don't know who came up with this, but, you know, enshrine that person. Protect them at all costs. Because they are the world's greatest living artists. I just wish I had to check from the publishing on that scene because you have an artist performing a song of one of the top franchises coming out. How much do you think he got paid for that? How much you oh, think? Not hey, enough. He hadn't been doing much since, so he's he living off that enough. Ninja Turtle. No, he's not. Hold on. No, he's not. He's having to flip houses because he's broke. What are you talking about? Well, the money just ran out from the Turtles royalties. And if I have anything to do it after this pod, everyone go find this movie. I think it's on Netflix. Get it back in. Let's help Vanilla Ice out because that, this was a bold move to do in the early 90s. All right. So you want to have another show or movie bring back... Vanilla Ice's, Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap, which was specifically for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You wanted to come back in a new, new era, new show, like Stranger absolutely. Things. Absolutely. Okay. A- absolutely. Got it. I- absolutely. And I want it to be, but it has to be done the same way. Yeah. It has to be nonsensical, and there has to be just impromptu choreographed dancing on a show that doesn't involve impromptu choreograph. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like mm-hmm. I need. I, that's what we need. It's just too good not to do. Love it. Okay. Well, here's a clip. Yo. It's the green machine, gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with the new Jack Groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Um, obviously, I'm going to shout out Brendan, who mentioned Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers. As you know, I am just a sucker for a good boy band, so I will always say yes to bringing back some boy band hits. Uh, Burning Up was great. I remember where I was the day that music video dropped, changed my life. So What? I, you remember where you I mean, were like, when a good. Jonas Brothers movie... Or, 
music video dropped? This can't be the most shocking thing about me. Do you know, like, <laughs> if you know me, that is that is not like a crazy statement for me to say. I remember where I was to me because that's crazy. <laughs> I remember where I was when I heard that like Biggie got shot. I don't remember where I was when the Jonas Brothers music video dropped. Okay, we haven't seen the music video because it's very good. Um, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> Selena Gomez up. is in it. A very young Selena Gomez. She's like fifteen, but. It's great. It's pre. It's her pre beebs. Like All right. it's just a really good one. So I would love if Burning Up came back. I remember every single word. Here is a clip of Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Jesus. All right, there's more where that came from. Go check it out. You can make your own playlist. <laughs> Look at our mentions over at the Relevant Podcast Twitter account. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, you know, at the beginning of the show, we we acknowledged the death of Emily, downtown Emily Brown's youth and her entrance into full-on adulthood in her upper 20s, now being 27. So we want to ask you guys for any tips for Emily. Any of y'all who are a couple years ahead of her or in your, you're in their 30s, you know, like we want you to send Emily, downtown Emily Brown, some tips on how to thrive in this new season, this final chapter of her life. Which is adulthood. Final? Yeah. I dang. Youth and adulthood. That's it. That's all you got. Two chapters. That's all we get. I know. I just don't. The fact that this is now the final chapter, that's just hitting me. I don't think I like that. It's a final count. All right. So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Um, yes. Or if you see us, post us on Instagram or something else. You can answer that's there. Uh, tips for Emily's adulthood so she can make the most of it. There you go. Well, before we wrap things up today, I want to thank Dustin Nickerson for joining us. You can check out his new book, How to Be Married to Melissa. It is out now. It's a great read. He's hilarious. And if you don't follow him on IG, follow him on IG. He's great. All the clips he posts of his comedy. Good dude. A couple of housekeeping notes. Make sure to check out Relevant Plus. If you like this podcast, it's more of what you like and ad free. You get a special edition of this podcast released early and uh, with no ads. You also get an enhanced edition, ad free edition of our quarterly digital magazine. You get exclusive content and features, unlimited access on our site, and ad free reading at relevantmagazine.com. So much more. There's a lot of stuff. Go check it out. The plans are at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the plus tab and it'll tell you all about it. Plans start at as low as $250 a month. Also, if you haven't checked out our store in a while, do it. Uh, you can click uh, right there on the store tab on our site, on our nav. Uh, there's podcast fan gear, merch, magazines, and a lot more. Uh, we got a good little deal going on right now, too. Go check it out. Relevant store. Also, make sure to make relevantmagazine.com a part of your daily browsing. We're publishing great new content all day, every weekday, covering the intersection of faith, life, culture, and justice. RelevantMagazine.com. Bookmark it. Check it out. And follow us on all the socials, too. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. We will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone.
listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I'm pretty sure the primary ingredient in my soda or whatever is water. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.